Happy New Year from The Turnaround. I'm Jessica Boykin-Settles. The Turnaround is a zine and podcast based in Washington, D.C. We aim to uplift marginalized genders in music through discussions and celebrations of our shared experiences. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest, Angel Bethay. Angel grew up in Brightwood, right here in Washington, D.C. She attended Duke Ellington School of the Arts and continued her music studies at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. She joins my co-host, Amy K. Bormitt, to discuss their favorite gigs, core memories of the Washington Women in Jazz Festival, and the significance of gender representation in jazz. Although Angel is best known on the scene as a drummer, we'll learn more about her roots as a multi-instrumentalist. It's a pleasure to have Angel here with us today. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Turnaround Podcast. Woo, 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 woo. Today's edition is the Angel Bethay edition. <laughs> it's uh, very exciting for me because I, uh, as I'm sure we'll get into, have known you for so long and I just love playing with you and I love everything about you. I love hanging out with you. I think that you are one of my favorite musical beings. Thank you. And uh, so, so I'm just being nice to you now so you won't get, won't get mad about this podcast. So you'll treat me nicely on this podcast. Um, I wanted to start with really just your, uh, your history. Like, how did you get into music? What was your, what was your first uh, itch? Well, um, I started out playing um, actually in church mostly, but right before then um, in grade school, we had a, a band guy come to the school. We didn't have music at first. This was um, Nativity Catholic Academy in um, D.C., northwest of D.C., uh, Brightwood area. Um, he came to the uh, school, and he brought all these instruments. He brought a list, uh, said, you guys pick what you want to play. Um, let's get things started, basically. And I took the list home to my mom. I picked clarinet. Oh, yeah. So... I started out playing clarinet and it was nice. It was fun. It was cool. Um, I took clarinet and went into uh, this program called DC Youth Orchestra in DC. My mom was very supportive. Um, both my parents were very supportive of it. Um, they told me I can play as long as I uh, take things seriously because they have money to waste. Yeah. So I buy all those reeds. Right. So, yeah. so I kept playing clarinet and then uh, I got into guitar. And they were like, all right, you, you're going to be trying to play all the things. But my grandma, <laughs> <laughs> she was kind enough to um, get me give me a guitar. And so we started playing church tunes, you know, way in a major and Christmas time. Performing nice. for, you know, the church and everything. And then uh, they had a drum set. Uh-oh. And <laughs> I was like, all right, nobody's playing drum set, but there's a drum set there. Hey, guys, do you mind if I learn to play the kit? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, you can learn to play. And went home to my parents, and of course, they're like, all right, another instrument? All right, <laughs> cool, take it seriously, and we got you. Like, okay, so I learned to play. Uh, they hired a teacher for me to learn until I could basically hold uh, church services on my own. Kept playing, and then uh, after graduating from eighth grade, they were like, all right, so what, you know, we're looking at high schools. Where do we want to go? And we were looking for somewhere where I could play music. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play music. It was basketball or music. Oh. 
And so I was in both programs and my mom, you know, same, same deal. She's like, all right, you know, money's going everywhere. What do you want to do? What do you really want to do? What do you want to concentrate on? And it was hard, but I was like, you know, eh, basketball is, you know, basketball, but I really want to play music. So we it's found a good call. Yes. <laughs> so we found Ellington High School. Um, we went there a year early um, to find out what I needed to do. Uh, do I need to audition? What do I need to know? And um, DCYO was really good to me and teaching me how to read and all that good stuff. And I went to the summer camp they had at Ellington. That was good. That was fun. I had an amazing time. And I met Davey Yarbrough and he yeah. showed me all the all the goods. He, he sat me down. He did the whole, all right, can you play a paradiddle on your right hand and then put it on your left hand and then put your foot. And I was like, all right. <laughs> he was like, all right cool, you sound good. Uh, come to uh, the Washington Jazz Arts Institute and I'll teach you everything you need to know to get into this school. Uh, went to that program, did the summer program at Ellington, got into the school. I was so, so, so happy. And um, everything kind of took off from there. Um, all my teachers were so good to me and teaching me everything I needed to know career-wise, how to operate just as a person in general, be a good person, be a good musician. Um, study, get your technique together, all that good stuff. And um, so that's how I got into music, drums, um, sticking with drums. Uh, I'm still at the Washington Jazz Arts Institute. I went there for a while as a student for a few years, um, which is where I met you. Yes. <laughs> and you uh, cared about the drummers, you know. <laughs> so so you, you were uh, teaching us theory. You were teaching us how to scat. Um, none of us wanted to scat. <laughs> But you were like, this is a skill you need to guy. You guys need to know how to have. So um, just for learning music and keeping things together. And so that was my that was how I got into music. That's how I got where I am. Now. Got started. So, wow. Yes. So. Yeah. I didn't know you played the clarinet. I love that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I played the clarinet. I was um, really bad. Oh, but I really enjoyed it, you know, because my mom's a clarinet really player. So we already had clarinets lying around. Uh-huh. So it was like, play this. Oh, <laughs> great. Great. So. We already have an extra. Yes. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I, I'm also like waiting for you to cover Christmas songs now. Um, so many ideas. <laughs> Clarinet and drums. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ellington is like the most magical place ever. Yes. Yes. And, yes. Yes. And early on, watching you play and, and interacting with you when you were a teenager at Ellington. Um, and then at Washington Jazz Arts Institute, thinking about how important it is to have that uh, combo experience, to have that mm -hmm. play with a small group um, when you're improvising and when you're learning how to play jazz and especially bebop. And, and it's really born around these small group ideas. Mm -hmm. But I know you also really like big band and um, you play lots of other types of music. And so after you left Ellington, you went to George went Mason. To, uh, and, George Mason University. Yeah. Um, I had other choices, but I'm glad I picked George Mason because um, it was still, you know, it was far enough from home, mm -hmm. <laughs> but close enough where if I needed to go see my mom, I could go do that. But it was also close to the right there with the D.C. jazz scene. So mm -hmm. hopping on the Metro and going to Green Island Cafe, staying there for a while and then Ubering back home, whatever <laughs> the case was. <laughs> but I was glad to still have that interaction with a lot of my Ellington friends yeah. and a lot of the Mason students. And um, I went there because Joe McCarthy of um, Afro Bop Alliance uh, taught there, which I met when Dave Yarbrough took us to 
a play at a jazz fest that was in Georgetown um, and Afrobop was playing there and I saw that guy and I was like, I want to play music the way he does. <laughs> I want to play the drums the way he does. Like it that. was yeah. ridiculous. And I was like, okay, where's he at? And he was at Mason. So I went to Mason. Um, he taught me for the first two years there and the last two, uh, Harold Summy taught me there, which is another um, monstrous drummer that was in the DC scene. Um, after there, um, I decided to, I did my bachelor's there and decided to just stay um, in the DC area and just continue playing around the scene, um, playing with you, playing with other people I look up to, playing with peers, figuring out what's going on here and just keeping keeping that going. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what do you feel like are some of your favorite, uh, your favorite venues to play in DC? Uh, I remember past or present. <laughs> past or, <laughs> one of my favorite past venues was the Brixton. Yeah. I really, really loved the Brixton. Um, there was a lot going on, you know, upstairs and <laughs> Yes. There was I a line really, out the door for the roof. Yes. <laughs> when I first got there I was like, What is happening? And then This many the, people like Jeff? Yeah. I was like, this is a happening place. <laughs> but um in the on the middle floor, um, when I first got there, there was jazz on the middle floor. And it was it was so cool. I met so many people there. Um, I met Fred Foss there, mm -hmm. who was uh, also really good to me and gave me a lot of kind words and encouraged me a lot while I was there. Um, Will Stevens, I met him there. Uh, and a lot of other horn players, Herb Scott. Uh, and then you did a showcase there mm -hmm. um, a few times. And that was, that was really awesome. So I met a lot of other women there, uh, women jazz musicians there. And that was one of my favorite spots. And then Mr. Henry's, um, I don't go as much anymore, but that was one of the first places I also went to. Uh, one of my current favorite places is um, Green Island. Because <laughs> no matter what's going, like people are always playing, there's always music. There's all, whether it's a good night, bad night, whatever the case is, it's always a good time to come and just play and just share what you know or take from what other people are sharing there anybody at any point in time comes and they sit in i remember during the G dc jazz fest a lot of times a lot of those cats will just stop by and uh see what's going on because it's open it's mm -hmm. one of the latest open spots also yeah so you i don't eat there or drink there much but i play <laughs> i just sit there and <laughs> listen Late. listen yes yeah so um and before it was green island it was columbia station so um I was originally playing at right next door, um, playing at Columbia Station a lot, and then moved over to the next building and became Green Island Cafe. I think it, it's called something else now. And now it's, it keeps moving. Moonlight the, or something of that nature. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name. I but, can't keep up either. So, I can't keep up either. It's changed so yeah, many the times. The ever-changing named yes. spot. Yes. The spot, though. Yes. Um, Who did you play with there at, um, at Columbia Station or at Green Island um, or whatever it's called now? <laughs> All the names. Yeah. Uh, Steve Arnold. Yeah. Um, Salvatore on bass. Um, of course, um, Peter Elderman. Mm -hmm. um, Elijah, uh, Balbed. Mm -hmm. um, who else? Everybody is there. Herb Scott is there. <laughs> Dave Manley is there. Um, I met another sax player. Her name is Angel. I don't remember her, her yeah, last Angel name. Angel McRae. Angel McRae. Yeah. Um, she was on she the showcase was, this year. Uh, she yeah. she was amazing to listen to also. She's a good um, bass player too. 
I didn't know she played. Wow. It's business. It's serious business. I got to hear her play bass. Wow. So you touched a little bit about um, some of the the shows that you went to and and performed at for Washington Women in Jazz. Um, What are your first uh, memories of, of performances that you did as part of Washington Women in Jazz? Uh, I remember we did one at um, Westminster Church. Yeah. We did a big band um, hit there. Yeah, it was that Shannon. Was, was Shannon, Shannon. Gunn and the Bullets. That was really, and the, <laughs> that was really cool. I met um, Savannah Harris there, and she was incredible. Yeah. And I was like, all right, yeah, I, I really want to keep doing this because this is really awesome. That was one of my favorite shows, um, hearing how she interpreted the music that you guys wrote, um, which is another cool thing. There's always original music there. Um, so you're doing some, you're listening to something new, you're hearing something new, and you're learning about um, all the women in the area. Um, another, the showcases, all of the showcases, we did one at the Atlas. Yeah. I think might have been my first, was it my first showcase? Um, the Atlas, I uh, did one, Levine, I think that was my first one. Yeah, Levine yeah. Levine School of Music. Um, and that was really cool. I met so many people, Sequoia. Um, Snyder yeah, was on that there. was back at the at the Arc at the Arc yeah. yes at the Arc <laughs> that's a nice space yeah. so that was that was really cool those are some of my first um, memories of playing with uh, women in jazz and I remember uh, when you introduced me to the group you were like come on just you know come play and you know it'll be a good time and you said you you made it sound really fun but you didn't really um, put emphasis I think you wanted us to experience what was happening you didn't put emphasis on like you're gonna meet all these people and um but you, you kind of said it but <laughs> you're like you're gonna meet people you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and i'm like cool you know we're all like cool that's nice this yeah we get to get to be in there and then you get there you're like wow there's all these other women doing what i want to do um learning like i'm learning they're writing they're playing they're traveling all over I, that's where i met um alex hamburger too she was one of the judges I believe. Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they I gave know. really good feedback. Um, they really listened to your playing. And it's a just a great place to be to learn about, to meet other women doing what you're doing and playing and uh, sharing their knowledge. And you get to learn a lot from them. And they're all traveling. They're all around the world. They're here. They're in Europe. They're everywhere. Um, the fact that you bring artists from other countries here too just for the festival is really awesome because they bring a taste of you know what they do there here and it adds to what we're doing so and what you're doing for all of us here so it's all happening that's yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's my every year that's my favorite thing the emerging artist showcase and it's Mm -hmm. always overwhelming because there's so many people and everybody's coming from all these different spaces and everybody has different expectations of what they want the event to be. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to uh, think about how to actually make it serve the community instead of, um, you know, this sort of individual ego mm-hmm. vibe. Um, because when it first started, I did, it's gone through yet again many names. <laughs> um, so when I first started, it was the Young Artist Competition and I don't know if you ever came uh-huh. to any of those, but we had a competition. And uh, I think the very first year was um, uh, Danielle Wirtz, the singer. And she won. And then Taylor Lee also mm-hmm. also won. Okay. Um, and uh-huh. so, you know, uh, Isabel DeLeon won. 
I remember. Okay. So those yeah. were like the early, it was like 2012, 2013. Uh-huh. Um, beginnings. The very beginnings. beginnings of this thing. And I was like, oh, I just want to get, you know, I want to get younger people involved mm-hmm. and um, um, with what I'm doing at the time, I was like 27. So I was like, <laughs> I need the youth. I'm so old. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I started doing that. And, and I realized very quickly after three years um, that... Uh, the competition was not the vibe that mm. I I wanted um, for the group because people uh-huh. would come in and they would play and then they and would leave. leave. And then everybody would be kind of like deflated except for the winner who was like elated. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really, it didn't really make any sense because it wasn't achieving the goals that I wanted, which was like the things that you said, Community like everybody's hanging out, everybody's mm-hmm. networking, everybody's happy to meet everybody else. They're not just like eyeballing. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, um, there's so many competitions for student musicians that I think it can be really overwhelming and really uncomfortable to mm-hmm. be in yet another competition. And especially for women <laughs> to be like, <laughs> now we found all the women and we're going to make them compete. Make- <laughs> it's like, well, maybe instead we could just bring a little more like to everybody could play with everybody else. And uh-huh. once I started encouraging people to bring original compositions and, um, you know, setting up times for rehearsals and things like that, it, it mm-hmm. really um, has blossomed and now is the emerging artist showcase. So, um, yeah, that's one of my favorite things. That is also one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'm so glad I made it for you. <laughs> I was like, Angel will crush this. Oh my. It's like it every year you meet somebody new. Yeah. You meet somebody different and it's incredible. Even when the same folks come, it's always a great time to just be around each other, playing with each other. Um, I went to New Orleans for the Jazz Education Network Conference um, with the George Mason University Jazz Group. Mm. And I saw some of the women that were at the showcase. That was really, really cool. Oh, nice. um, Zoe Smith, uh, the trumpet player. I met her there. I saw her playing. And then I saw her at the showcase and I was like, oh, man, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is cool. (laughs) But that's what it's about. You bring all the people together and we get to network some more and... um, you do encourage us to keep in touch and to play with each other, talk with each other, get advice from each other. Um, and it's like a intergenerational thing and then like a lifelong thing at the same time, because no matter, you know, how old we get, how much we learn, how much we do, we can still reach out to each other and say, hey, I need help on this. So, hey, um, are you playing over here? Let me come see you play or, you know, that kind of family that you create, family environment as opposed to competition deal that you say which is also good you know you still learn that way but um you take it a step further when you have us um create kind of a community and networking system together yeah definitely I think that network for me um when I was in college was not really there that that women uh, women in jazz network um even though I went to you know I went to University of Michigan and the head of the jazz department uh Ellen Rowe is a woman and I studied with Jerry Allen, a woman and um, Marion Hayden taught there. who's also a great woman bass player in Detroit. So I was surrounded by women teachers. I had women teachers, but I think it's kind of rare for a jazz program even now, sadly. Um, but I didn't really have that sense of like women as peers out on the, on the scene. And there's so much that can be said for, being able to connect to people and say, oh, hey, I'm coming up, you know, I'm coming up to New York or I'm coming to Philly or 
I'm going down to North Carolina and, you know, do you want to share a bill with me? Do you want to collaborate? And that brings me to my next question, which is what do you remember about Washington Women in Jazz um, collaborations and, and the artists that you've played with? Are there specific people that stick out other than me? Obviously, we've played together at times. <laughs> we've had some really good times. We'll get to that. But thinking about other people outside of, um, you know, people that have come into town, but also people that you've played with a lot um, as part mm-hmm. of Washington Women in Jazz. Um, Lee Pilzer is yeah. one of the people that stick out a lot. Um, I run into her, um, seeing her play on the scene in a lot of other venues and with her own group, her own big band. And um, I learned about her um, being a part of Women in Jazz um, Fest. And then she also went to Mason as well. Uh, so when I was leaving, she was there, which was really awesome seeing her do her arrangements and stuff. She was one of the women that stuck out, um, Kareen Chapdelaine. Um, basically, I, I talk about this all the time with her, but um, seeing her on the Women in Jazz um, stage playing bass and having her two kids, like one sitting on the bass yes. <laughs> and one making just, you know, it kind of running around there. And that made me feel like um, I could be a mom and mm. care about my career um, so much and mm. do all the things at the at the same time and still care, still be a great musician. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kareen, Lee, uh, who else? Savannah Harris. Um, yeah. I don't know how long she was there, but um, again, she was one of my first uh, memories of getting in touch with the organization. Yeah. Uh, Sequoia Snyder um, yeah. went to Ellington with her, and she's doing incredible Amazing things now. Amazing piano player, yeah. Yeah, those are some of my, my, my first folks. Some of your faves. Yeah, yeah some of okay. my fave people. Not to insult anyone else. Not, not at so all. No. All of them, all of them were great. All, <laughs> all the concerts were perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. We've done, we've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh man, I. Um, what do you think in terms of, you know, working as a musician on the scene? What, what do you feel like there, um, you know, any difficulties that that come up? Just being a musician and and working, especially here in D.C. Do you think of like specific things that you hear about? Um, I think all over the world it's hard to be a musician, but um, thinking about what you know, what we could improve as a scene in DC. What kind of things would you like to see improved? Um, I would like to see the whole venue thing. Um, of course, for me, they're they're closing all the time. They're they're opening, and there's um, just being able to create something that lasts a little longer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's some stability yes <laughs> so there may be other things we need to work on as well um as women musicians in the industry um me myself included you know getting our business stuff together and uh, making sure we can control stuff like that and help it last longer and grow more i'd say um if we could do more of um what you've created for us which is uh there's the festival, but after the festival, um, sometimes we spread out and we don't. Um, we try the best to keep in contact again. But if we also you do that for us, and then some of us need to also take on the like Lee Pilzer is doing the same thing as well, but take on that um, mentorship and sharing that networking with each other, calling each other more for um gigs hits help um we have other talents some people know how to market and you know there's so many men doing everything mm, <laughs> so yeah. we could use each other also in in doing that so you myself included i was looking at some of my lists 
of people to call. And I was just like, oh, man, there's only this many women on my list to call for this stuff. Um, yeah. So just networking more. And I think that's, a, yeah, that's what I can think of for now. Building it so, up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I think about that, how, um, you know, on the stage saying all the women performers, but also thinking about how we can support um, women as promoters and women mm-hmm. as engineers and women as stage managers and all those other things that we need um, to, to have a successful performance mm-hmm. um, and really finding those people also and lifting them up within our community has been something that the last couple of years I've been trying to think about more like how can I collaborate with different organizations that also uh, support women or are run by women um, Dior Ashley Brown from the DC Music Summit yes. I know we've done um, some fun shows with her and um at the kennedy center and also with the for the dc music summit we've played um and i was thinking about just you know the boulanger initiative it's a women's composers program up uh, in maryland and, and thinking about how we can continue to have these collaborations with people that um support the same types of things that we are working toward we have the same goals across the board so that's something that has been really really cool to start to move in that direction so that it's more than just seeing women as performers, but also it's the full, the full gamut of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having those types of things. Um, so what do you think, uh, what do you think about when you think about like your, your goals as a, as a musician and as a, as a performer and as a person, <laughs> what are, you know, what are some of those things that, that you see yourself doing, in the future i do i still want to um have my own group i haven't really um uh hit that idea hard yet but mm-hmm. still I'm, I'm always thinking about it um who i want to put in my group what do i want my group to sound like um i want to write more um yeah and get my own group so that's that's one of my goals um and put out you know put out a project and see how that goes yes. so that's kind of they all kind of run in the same I have to do the first step, second step, third step, get to that project. But yeah. that's my that's one of my goals right now. That's super cool. And yeah. just um meeting more more young young women who are young I'm still young. Yes. But <laughs> very youthful. Who are who are who are younger that I can pass, you know, what I know to and um, you know, take from them too. We're always learning, um, and exchanging that. But um yeah, that's my goal. I wanna the continuing teaching and um, just getting my own project out there. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear that. You know, you know, I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, and I think that you're such a great, um, a great teacher and a great mentor for so many students. And it's been so uh, such a blast to see you as a teenager in Washington Jazz Arts Institute and now co-teaching with me um, and hanging out and um, just really gaining all of this uh beautiful community and information exchange um and i always talk about it as like mutual mentorship um uh-huh. because we refer to ourselves not just as teachers over there but as uh-huh. um, you know mentors in the program so thinking about how much we're learning um from the the other students in the program and and how much um we're gaining ourselves teaching there it's it's really satisfying and what kind of things do you feel like are like top of your list in terms of teaching and mentoring um 
teaching of course all the basics you know you talk mm-hmm. about the the roots of the music um listening to the music going to see your peers um for me playing is is extremely important being able to get your roots your basics you know learn paradiddles and you know all that stuff for drummers for you know other music drummers also um chord changes and playing your scales stuff like that mm-hmm. but for me beyond that is is the networking the networking and creating a family finding people that you vibe with well and uh, meeting other musicians that you might not so much but you're still learning from them also yeah so for me after you leave you know the drum set are you able to connect with those people still and um share and exchange with those folks still Uh, so that's really important to me and then passing no matter how young or old you are but sharing that with someone else also um because it's it's you know sad going somewhere and like nobody likes a a mean person so (laughs) being like holding all of their information yeah (laughs) i've met some people that i i really really look up to and they were like complete jerks and it was just like yeah really sad and disappointing but um don't be that person yeah (laughs) don't be be that guy yeah that's 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 sad but so that's important to me and i i really push that on um, my students also to make sure you play well and make sure the people you meet you can be personable even if you don't like them <laughs> even if you don't <laughs> you know we don't know but uh, make sure you can still be personable and share and play on the stage with them too it's going to show in the music it's going to show in your playing when you don't you know vibe well or or if you're a jerk you know at least to me I think it, it comes out sometimes in in your playing but um yeah, just just play well. Make sure you work on that and make sure you work on your people skills also. Yeah, people so, skills. Mm-hmm. That's rough. You know, you're never going to get a gig if you don't return the phone call. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a rough one. Some we people just, still haven't learned that. We got yeah. a lot of grown people out there. I'm like, just uh, say something. <laughs> hello, are you there? Yes. Do You You don't want to get... Okay. All right. All right. No, okay. <laughs> I get the point. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that we have ever done together was uh, to spend two weeks in St. Croix and... You and me and Corinne Chapdelaine at the uh, Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts. And that was just so much fun. I, what was your experience like? I know we did so many, so many things, but what was your experience like um, going down there? And I know you have uh, Jamaican roots, Caribbean roots. And, um, you know, what does it feel like playing music uh, in the Caribbean? And That was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> That whole two weeks was just, I, I need to go back. I would like to go back. Please take us back. Let's go. Call them up. We're available, y'all. We're available. Yeah. It was <laughs> such an in- interesting time as well because um, we got there and, you know, the goal was, you know, share music, teach them about jazz, um, teach them about some of what we do in D.C. And while there, we learned so much about them also. Um, the music that they like, um, them putting a twist on, you know, what we give them. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the, the the country itself was so inspiring. Just the everywhere is so beautiful. And the people are so kind. They're so nice. Every, you know, you wake up and everyone is saying good morning. I'm supposed to hear, you know. <laughs> you might get a good morning back. Maybe they'll you, look you, you in the know. eye, but maybe not. <laughs> They're not going to say anything. They got their maybe. headphones on. They're not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was. It was so amazing and they were just so happy to get to be with us and share some of what we were there for because they also were coming from on top of the pandemic they had 
those hurricanes, uh, hurricanes yeah. hit the two hurricanes i think um mm-hmm. which they haven't gotten to fully recover from before the pandemic um hit so they were just really excited and grateful and that was really inspiring um for me on top of the students um and the people there being so inspiring and welcome welcoming seeing you uh just writing every morning writing and playing and i was like wow this is this is why the music sounds so good (laughs) it was beautiful there too we had we had the best rehearsal spot with the Uh with the windows open straight out to the beach and and we're surrounded by paintings and a second floor of an art gallery and the breeze is coming in but it's like you i got to see the um the inner workings and behind the scenes of why you do what you do so well. So just waking up and seeing that, I was just like, wow, that's, that's incredible. She's mm, on thanks. it. She, she's on it. It was so but inspiring yeah. to mm-hmm. just to be around, um, all that beauty and all that, um, all that love. People showed us mm-hmm. so much love there. Um, I think that the, especially the students with the high schools that we went to, they had, you know, had hadn't been in music programs for a couple of years because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, and uh, it was sort of end of the year when we were there, and so they were all like antsy and um, immediately jumped on what we were doing, and yes. um, you know, teaching them just some blues stuff, some really um, intro jazz yeah. stuff, and and getting them away from I think the you know the paper and the page and having to Mm -hmm. sweat all that and actually just thinking about how to play together was was Mm -hmm. really inspirational to see that spark where suddenly they all were like oh okay i can take a solo like oh the ones who were shy before and then they started out like ah what Mm -hmm. is this what is and then we got into and they were like oh yeah let me let me jump in let me get a get a solo in there yeah and then some of them not knowing much about it when we got there and then um, as we were leaving, having taken two choruses or whatever that mm-hmm. you gave them um, to play over, you know, the Ellington tunes that we were doing. So that was really nice to see them be able to do something that they didn't want to do or um, weren't necessarily interested in because they didn't know what to expect quite yet. Um, just being so excited um, to say that they took some solos over the tunes that right. you brought to them. So that was awesome, too. Yeah. Well, another thing that, of course, I really liked um, that kind of came out of conversations we had while we were in St. Croix was um, putting together this big band um, for this past year at uh, at the Atlas Performing Arts Center. And so I had to get Lee Pilzer because she's the big band master. She knows she knows how to do all of it um, so, so well and um, how to corral all the <laughs> all the musicians, which is a whole other art form. Um, and, and it was so much fun, um, for me to start to put together the music that we had been playing in a trio format and thinking about how we can use it uh, as a big band. Um, what was that, uh, that big band experience like for you? That was nice. That was really <laughs> cool. First of all, meeting all the people, there were so, so many people, yeah. some that I, that I met before and some that I hadn't met, some that I'd been watching mm. for a while. Langston, uh, was on there. Ali. Yeah. Um, and her husband were there. Albrecht, yeah. That was that was really cool. Seeing and being on the same uh, hit with everybody, I was like, "This is this is awesome." <laughs> this yeah. is which is what you said. Lee Pilzer is so great at putting together people. Um, and then hearing 
all you guys tunes that you we hear them in in combos and you know maybe solo pieces and stuff like that make big band versions of it that was really cool so my experience i was i was just excited to, <laughs> to be a part of that and um to learn learn some more fills and you know playing together with all those people so that was really cool for me yeah what is your favorite thing like about big band drumming you have favorite drummers or people that you like i love um the support i mm. love being able to support people's different um interpretations of the music um if that makes sense mm -hmm. how to play along with different um musicians um eric williams I love listening yeah. to his playing too, and he has um, kind of for me like a he he lays back a little more, and he going from that, and then um, Ali really driving it, and then oh man, it was so many different. That's what I like most: playing, supporting, and um, interpreting the music, and it it just it it sounds so good. It sounds <laughs> so good. I, don't know, I tell my students, you need to listen to big band music. Make sure you listen to this person, that person. Listen yeah. to Ellington, listen so to who are you? Who, yeah, who are your favorite big band drummers? Uh, Sony Greer. Yeah. Um, Philly Joe. Uh, oh man, there's so there's <laughs> <laughs> there's All so many different yeah. ones. Um, even current of uh, Steve Fittick, hearing him play. Um, Kevin McDonald. Mm -hmm. Um, all those guys. But really, the the the. Sinatra at the Sands album has to be one of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorite albums because they're just hitting so hard. <laughs> Everything there is to know about Big Band. I feel like you can listen to that album mm. and, you know, pick something up from each tune. It's really, really crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that record, too. It's genius. Um, what do you think, like... What the first memories you have of playing big band did you play you played at ellington i'm assuming you played ellington big band. was my first experience yes. um, with big band my only experience for a while wow <laughs> but, so. you didn't play big band at, at george mason um yes at mason yeah. i did um but before then it was just ellington was the only place yeah. i got to play big band which was really really nice um any other time that i was playing with a a, a big band was like theater stuff mm -hmm. um dcyo had some stuff but it wasn't quite big band <laughs> it was yeah. them trying to <laughs> do something but um that was my early earliest experience and we we studied a lot of yarborough had a studying a lot of the ellington and and basie and um even sammy nestico arrangements and other you know folks playing this great music so that was my just listening to a lot of those and learning how to drive a group, um, how to lay back, how to support um, shout choruses and all that type of stuff was just everything in one, everything you could love about the music in one, <laughs> one, one setting. So but that's my favorite and earliest memories of the music. That's playing awesome. in big band. All right, now I'm ready. I'm ready to play some music. Should okay. we, should we play some all music? Right. Let's, let's play. Let's play some music. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs>
The Turnaround is hosted in Washington, D.C. by Amy K. Bormitt and me, Jessica Boykin Settles. Amy K. Bormitt is our executive producer. Lila Maisto is our managing editor. Our theme music was written by Amy K. Bormitt and performed with Angel Bethay and Karen Shapdelaine. Graziella Gulli and Ella Manners are our interns. The interview material in this podcast was made possible in part by funding from the Humanities DC Community Culture and Heritage Grant. This has been a production of Strange Woman Records. For more information on our new releases and upcoming events, visit our website at www.strangewomanrecords.com. Strange Woman Records.